It's Ryan Horvat, Trista Crick, and Nick Ashu. We're an hour and 15 minutes away from kickoff for what we at least anticipate is a real, true NFL game on Thursday Night Football with Lord. the Ravens and the Bengals. Lord. I cannot wait, guys. We're on Twitch. We're on YouTube. We're on the Odyssey app. Oh, we also have the Nets playing tonight. There's Spencer Dinwiddie walking in again. No, oh, just kidding. We care about this. Finally, guys, at least on paper, this looks like a game that could finally be got just anything. Like, I don't even know how to describe what we've watched before. Cannot wait. Cannot wait tonight. I've got so many bits. Oh, yeah, me too. Do so you? Many. Yeah, do you have so a lot many. of props in this one? Yeah, I do. I, I have, I have um, yeah, I do, actually. I have a, a couple of anytime touchdowns. I'll just get to it. Tyler Boyd, anytime touchdown. Yep, me I've too. got Lamar, anytime touchdown. Uh, Mark Andrews, anytime touchdown. Gus Bus, anytime touchdown. And I have those, some of those in, in some parlays. So Gus, anytime. Keaton Mitchell, over 34 and a half rushing yards. We talked about him last night. And Mark Andrews, 60 plus receiving yards. The Bengals give up a ton of yards to tight ends. Mark Andrews scored last time these two played, even though uh, we had no Joe Burrow in the mix. So that's actually plus 450. I think Lamar is going to run wild. Uh, over 49 and a half rushing yards for him. Mark Andrews, five receptions. Tyler Boyd, anytime touchdown is plus 900. And then I've got another small one. Mark Andrews, anytime touchdown. Mark Andrews, 50 receiving yards. Real small, plus 250. Damn. See, I'm going to be cheering for all those too because you know what I did? What'd I bet do? the over. Nice. I the wish over. I would have bet it a little the bit earlier over. because it went from 44 to 46 and a half. And I know that it's Thursday night football, but I mean, this isn't the Chicago Bears. This isn't Kenny Pickett and the Steelers. This is the Bengals and the Ravens. So watch, it'll probably be 10-3. to 3. But I just I think both offenses are going to be able to move the ball. I think that uh, a lot of guys are going to go off in this game. So I, I like so. all those props. I really like the Mark Andrews props, obviously, uh, with Cincinnati struggling to defend the tight end position. But I did bet the over, and then I bet the Ravens on the money line. Uh, I don't like the three and a half. Yeah, I took Bengals plus three and a half. Won yeah, some so money today in college yeah. hoops, thanks to our guy PJ Glasser. I tuned into Off his show man. and I uh, tailed a couple of his picks, and uh, we won. And everybody else lost, so I feel pretty good about it. So I took some Ravens money line. I like I like Baltimore in this spot. They're, they had no business losing that game last week to Cleveland, and I know Cleveland's defense is the real deal. But when you have a two score lead, man, with that run game, mm-hmm. Gus Bus and Lamar. Uh, you shouldn't be blowing leads with that defense. And Keaton Mitchell. So I like them to bounce Give Keaton back. Mitchell some love there, too. Yeah, Gotta I've been waiting on his love. props. You said, <clears throat> excuse me, 34 and a half? Yeah. I'm in. I'm in yep. on that. They said, uh, I mean, Harbaugh talked about it this week. Said he wants to get him more touches. I believe that. And he's electric, man. That could be two touches, 34 And yards. you know what's very telling is that you can't get, right at least right now, an hour and 15 minutes before kickoff. You can't get Keaton Mitchell attempts. Yeah. They don't exist. They just took off his rushing yards, actually, at BetMGM right Did now, they? too. Yeah, yeah. You, you can take uh, Justice Hill's attempts at two and a half, minus 160 to the over. Yeah. But no Keaton. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> two and a half, though, you say? Yeah, minus 160. By the way, the minus 160 can't lose parlay that or can't lose prop that I gave out to Ryan. Hit in the first half for Shane Sharp over four and a half rebounds. There you go. Hit by the time I got onto my couch and I texted him, hey, winner, winner. Yeah, and thank hitter. God because. Um, because we needed it. I, I really needed it because uh, Rui did not score 10 points. In fact, I don't know that he played a whole lot in the second half. I got home. I got in the car. I checked the box score, even though I was like, I'm just going to wait. He had five. I was like, all right, over nine and a half, looking decent. And the Lakers are getting run right now, so he's probably going to get some garbage time minutes. Oh, no, he played 17 minutes. Finished with those five points. Uh, so wow. hopefully we bounce back tonight. I really do like the Ravens in this spot, though. Mm-hmm. Don't you? I mean, I like PJ the Bengals thinks- to cover. I'm just concerned about... What the Ravens did last week and Joe yeah. Burrow, like, what, what was it you called it? A, a uh, 
Well, a badger in a box? Yeah, the badger like, in a box. Is Joe Burrow going to be a badger in a box here? Yeah. PJ thinks Bengals are winning outright. Really? I talked to PJ today. You know how he is. He's like That's very actually kind of concerning. Yeah, he's very, very concerned. Yeah, I feel like you always have like a good read on your team, you know, especially yeah. in a primetime big spot. I don't know. I mean, I was looking at this. So Joe Burrow since week five, completing 75% of his passes, getting rid of the ball quickly. But I don't know. I mean, like he's seen McDonald as DC, as defensive coordinator for the Ravens, four times. In that first matchup, Burrow obviously wasn't healthy. He wasn't healthy until week five. But I like what they do against them. A bunch of zone coverage, no man looks, and they don't really blitz them. If you go back and you watch, because Burrow obviously torches the blitz. But I want to see what they do. Do they play like cover six? Is it more Kyle Hamilton in the box? Is he used more in coverage tonight? Um, I like Baltimore, but that is uh, concerning because PJ usually has a good read on his team. He's Here's- also a jaded Ravens fan a little bit, though. He, I have a friend that's just like him where there's a little bit of you expect the worst almost too often, which is why, I, I mean, my team is obviously very different than the Ravens, but I understand that mentality of like, look at what they did last week. I don't know. I don't feel good in this spot. PJ gets that way. I got a couple of friends that are that way with the Ravens, too. I personally think they're, they they should appreciate what they have, but that's just me. I agree. It just comes down to are they able to get pressure on Joe Burrow, right? Yeah. Like, And are they able yeah. to do it naturally? Because that's what Baltimore likes to do. They like to drop more guys back in coverage, and they kind of have to now with a beat-up secondary. And it's always scary betting against Joe Burrow. I, I mean, like last year in the playoffs, I can't get that out of my head against Buffalo where that game was over in the second quarter because he was just picking them apart. That's what's concerning. If yeah. you don't get home on them, He's gonna. It's gonna be a nightmare. I uh, I also tailed PJ on Joe Burrow under thirty five and a half yards longest completion. Um, Mike yeah. McDonald has become you know since he's become the DC he's made it an emphasis to really l- limit those big chunk plays. And since he came on board, you know Joe Burrow at one point torched the Ravens every time you know they played him and, and had a lot of big chunk plays. But uh, ever since our man uh, Mike McDonald got there. He's been really limiting. That. No, no more Wink Martindale blitzing yeah, all the time. So taking that away, it's exactly. like that, that's changed the numbers. Joe Burrow's numbers have not. You're right. Like they've not been good against the Ravens the last three times they've played. I mean, he's lucky to get 250 against them. If you go back and look at those, you mentioned the pressure. Adafe Owe, who has had a, a sack in the last two games, plus 168 to have a sack tonight. It's impressive. That's your your pronunciation of that you. name is Thank very you. impressive. I practiced. I practiced. Yeah, that's usually when I just go with like letters, yeah. like you know, G A A and B A. I'm like, you know wow, that's I mean? very impressive. J-T-T. Guys, when you have a last name that sounds like a sneeze, you have to respect pronunciations of names. I mean, come on now. Yeah, for some reason, people can't get my name right. It's like... Tune in to BetMGM tonight with Ryan Horvath. They got like, rid of took, it. Got no, rid I know. It took two years, but they did get it right. <laughs> really quick, that's a great point, though. Um, and, you know, they've seen Joe Burrow. McDonald has four times, like I said. And what they do, that's why I was looking at the Joe Mixon props, even though it's Joe Mixon, because they play a bunch of light boxes, and they're like, hey, run the ball against us. That's what they do. They dare you. They dare Cincinnati to run the ball. I was looking at the rushing attempts. 13 and a half, minus 120 to the under. But I, I kind of like the over, though. Yeah, yeah. so do I. I like the over for Joe Mixon. Because I think mm-hmm. they will take advantage of that. Even if it's three yards, four yards. We know that that's what I'd they like to do. i all the way away from the Joe Mixon yards. Yeah, because it's Zach Taylor, right? It's, exactly. We know <laughs> what time it's Joe it Mixon. Is. Yeah, it could be just two-yard carries, and they're going to keep doing it. Or it's going to be Joe Burrow in the shotgun tonight, though, playing point guard like 45 pass attempts. But I, I Did really, you do anything with Jamar Chase? Because I didn't. I didn't just because, I mean, that would be my lean, obviously. I like the Boyd look a little bit better because he's going to work out of the slot. No T. Higgins, obviously. I do like that look. I might join you on that, on the What's Boyd the look. What's the number at now? Uh, it was four and a half for the receptions. Or what about the yards? Uh, yards. I got it at 44 and a half, so Let I wonder how much got, that's ballooned. I got it, it up right now. So Because is... Jamar Chase was going through the roof. Yeah, it was. That number was skyrocketing. It's like 82 and a yeah. half All right. or something. It was like, just at that point, you're just like, it's getting to be too much. 46 and a half. Minus 115 uh, both ways, for which him, I don't like. Yeah. He had like 118 yards last week against the Texans. Yeah. 
He got some targets, and I think Joe Burrow's going to target him again. Yeah. I feel like, okay, so the reason I haven't done anything, I feel like if I go Tyler Boyd, it's the Trenton Irwin yep. game. I feel I, like if I go Irwin at 33 and a half yards, it's the Tyler Boyd And listen, game. I'm not going to say any names, but there are certain people you see on Twitter when they give out plays. You who do they say, like? Yeah, who do they like? And you say, ooh, this one... It was a Tanner Hudson, and I was like, you know what? I need to stay, because that I thought was maybe sharp. He's been a, a little bit more involved. He had a couple of, uh, I think he had like five straight receptions in the first drive last game um, for the Bengals. But I'm going to stay all the way away because somebody whose name sounds kind of like Tanner Hudson Uh-oh. posted that on Twitter, and I said, oh, yeah, baby, I'm going to fade you then. Doing the, I'm thinking about it. I think I, I can't got figure it. it out. Maybe we'll get it. I got you it. know what it is, it. Ryan. I got it. Yeah, it is. This I got has it. hit in six I got of seven it. occurrences. Hell yeah. Yeah, see. It'll probably make me mad when you guys tell me in the, during the break. And I'll be like, damn it, I should have known what you were saying. I want everybody to hit their props tonight. And on these primetime games, now like Saturday, Sunday, college football props, NFL props, money. For whatever reason, primetime. Primetime been props burned. have been tough. It all goes back mm-hmm. To that Monday night game at BetMGM National Harbor, MGM National Harbor in BetMGM Sportsbook, of course, where um, Michael Carter <laughs> took away all my Brees Hall that touches, was so tough. and now and he's not even on the effing team. And then yeah, Austin Eckler dropping balls. So I'm nervous here, but I do like the over in the game, and I like the Ravens. So I, I don't know. I would go with Boyd probably, and I do like the Joe Mixon rushing attempts. Same. Um, but I haven't done anything there yet. Would you do anything with Gus's attempts? Or would you stay away because of Keaton Mitchell increased workload? 11.5 rushing attempts seems and about right. And it's gone from 10.5 to 11.5 in the last hour. Minus 130 to the under. I believe that they're going to try to get Mitchell more touches. But I don't know. Like They might just look to run the ball. It's a short yeah. week. You know what I mean? They have the better defense, obviously. But also, I mean... That's what I want to see what they do here because you could take advantage of Cincinnati's secondary as well. I mean, they're really missing Jesse Bates. The yeah, corners, not great, but the safety play has been really bad. Did and you guys? So, did either of you do anything with Zay Flowers? I no, didn't. Too inconsistent. Yeah, exactly. He's, same. He's been burning me. The beginning of the year was nice, and then the numbers started to go up for him, and he didn't match the numbers. And it was just way too inconsistent for me. So, yeah, I, I stayed away from him. I did go chalky, though, with Mark Andrews and receptions. And I think we're kind same. of on a lot of the similar that props scares me. tonight. So, Not yeah. to say that there's anything wrong with us being on the same page. Yeah. That just makes me feel like the world is is aligned with us. And yeah. in these primetime games specifically, I just feel like I get burned up. But sometimes, though, I'm, o- I'm okay with being in those situations when you know the matchup makes sense, right? Yes. You know tight ends just, I mean, what opposing tight ends have done to the ra- to the, the Bengals this year means there's no it's way disgusting. that you don't take Mark Andrews' props. You and, just have to. And if Mark Andrews goes off and you stayed away simply because yes. it's the popular play, you will get so it. upset no, like with Mark yourself. Mark Andrews tonight. That, see, that's the thing. I, I know that like a sharp play is going under on Zay Flowers, and I don't know. I could see him going off in this game, though. Yeah. I mean, especially with like 52 and a half, the way that the routes that he runs, that could be two receptions. You know what I mean? Um, and eventually, I think they do get him going. So I'm not going to do anything there, but Mark Andrews just seems... It, it doesn't even seem too good to be true. I mean, it's like playing Travis Kelsey props yeah. with Taylor Swift's at the game. I also took over uh, one and a half field goals for Justin Tucker. Of course. A little bit of a hedge. I played that all by itself because you can't put mm-hmm. it into an SGP. It is minus 105. It moved from plus 110 to minus 105. So 
there is a little bit of money going uh, for that. Mm-hmm. The odds aren't as good right now as they were earlier today, but I really like that. Justin Tucker is automatic for me. Yeah. Especially in a primetime spot. I agree. Really quick, since I'm going to stay away from props tonight, just playing the side, the total over. Rare Thursday night over for me. Ravens money line. I, I kind of no like Ravens tonight. at three you, and a half. You took none, no zero. Yeah, I'm going to give out like some like leans. I hate to be that guy, but no, I it's just. Not, it's fine. I, I just want to make my money. I have way too many bets in we college still football. still have an hour yeah. to kick off. I have used all my free bets on, or- on Oregon State. I love the Beavers this weekend. Um, How many free bets did you place on Oregon State at about, minus two? Uh, four of my own. And then four of my wife's on two of them on the Cubs to win the World Series. And then the other two on Michigan State plus four and a half. They're down to three and a half. Indiana being a four and a half point favorite over anybody with that run defense is insane. But I do have an NBA. And I'm going to go with the Brooklyn Nets plus three and a half. Because Miami, I mean, they're seven and four, but I don't think they care about this matchup tonight. Uh, Tyler Hero remains out, obviously. No Ben Simmons for Brooklyn. I don't care. Miami is not defending the three-point line. They're giving no, they're up like 39% from three-point range. So I like Brooklyn in this spot, actually, and I like getting points three and a half. So I'm going to play that really small. I got a Spencer uh, Dinwiddie prop in that, too. Over 25 and a half PRA. He had 29-5-9 and nine that last game, which is now the without ben, ben Simmons role for him. The market has not adjusted to Spencer Dinwiddie and what he does without Ben Simmons in the lineup. I don't know how long that's going to last, but it's at least out there tonight. Also, Jimmy Butler over one and a half steals. He's gone over that before. That- his last five. I have that as well. That was plus money, too. Yes, it was. Yeah. I, uh, by the way, uh, because it didn't hit in the oh, middle the of the show, prop? the steel prop hit. It did? did it? Yeah, it nice. did. De'Aaron Fox was the last leg, right? Uh, no, De'Aaron Fox had three steals. We needed one Keegan Murray steal, which he got right around the, the second quarter. Wow. So that came home plus 900. So I did another one of those steel prop, prop parlays. Uh, one steal for uh, Jimmy Butler. I did another one with two steals, but one steal for Jimmy Butler, one steal for Mikhail Bridges, one steal for Bam Adebayo, one steal for Shea Gilgis-Alexander, one block for Chet Holmgren, and one steal for Chet Holmgren plus 900. I like that. That's the new way to go. Ride the steal props. Got to ride them. Only one. And you you end up parlaying those together, and you can get some pretty good value. Mm-hmm. And I actually did another little ladder and parlayed it with Bengals uh, plus three and a half. I think that's 30 to one. Wait, wait. You parlayed a steals prop with the Bengals? Yeah. <laughs> I, I actually that, love doing multi-sport parlays, though. I added though. that in. Let me see what that pays, because it's kind of cute and fun. Like, yeah. <laughs> I always get excited, and I'll have like a really good, juicy one, and then it's like, your selections cannot be included. Yeah. And I'm like, damn it! I hate when that happens. Yeah, you look at it and you're like, I'll, I'll add that in just for a little fun. And then I, they ruin your fun. And then they ruin your fun. But I did it by itself, too. I just laddered it. So it's uh, for that parlay, just really quickly to find it. It is plus. Ooh, oh, yeah. So I made it even smaller. So I did it with just one instead of two for Shea. Yeah, and that makes it uh, plus 1,200. So pretty cute. I like that. Yeah. Plus three and a half, and then those one for Bam, one for Jimmy, one for Mikhail, one for Chet, one for Chet, and one for Shay, and that's that's a cute one. And then that one that one parlay that I gave you guys out, where it was uh, Mark Andrews to score, uh, forty nine rushing attempts for Lamar Jackson, and five receptions for uh, Mark Andrews. Plus that steal prop is sixty seven to one. So, we get, so I'm gonna do that as well. <laughs> Why not? All right, Monday Night Football is also giving us a Super Bowl rematch. We're going to talk to Cody Tapp live from Kansas City next. Ben MGM the night. 11 seconds left in Super Bowl 57, 35, 35, tie. The kick is good, and Kansas City leads 38-35 with eight seconds to go. 
Now, back to Bet MGM tonight. Here are Nick Ashu, Trista Crick, and Ryan Horvath on the BetQL Network, presented by Bet MGM. Oh, Jalen Hurts to A.J. Brown, a Harrison Butker field goal. We remember both those sounds, both those sights from the Super Bowl last year. But we're going to get a rematch of it, which won't mean the same thing, but will certainly still mean a lot, especially guys with the way, well, not only Thursday night football has been, but also the matchups on Monday night football. It's like this perfect storm of great, knock on wood, primetime games between tonight and then Monday night with the uh, Eagles and Chiefs, Yes, too. finally. <sighs> finally. I wish it was like this every week. Me too. Me too. But I think we're going to get a good run here. I got I got a good feeling we're going to get a good run. That good attitude. It's going to it's going to like come. That. Yeah. Well, you know it also help you can flex out teams soon now too. That's, so. that's why I'm the flex. That's is really why I'm gonna, making that. The flex is going to make it a whole lot better. So Cody Tap jumps on with us, host of Cody and Gold six ten Sports in Kansas City and Odyssey Station. Uh, I, I'm sure uh, this has been a game that you guys have been looking at and talking about for a while. But you know something that I'm more curious about, I think, than anybody else here is we know what Travis Kelsey and his numbers look like when Taylor Swift is in the stands and when they're not. But do we know what he's going to do when his parents are meeting her parents? at this game. I, I'm worried it's going to be a distraction, Cody. Yeah. I mean, it feels like a lot of family in town. Um, <laughs> but I mean, any more of a distraction than just dating Taylor Swift in general? That is a pretty massive distraction in its own right. And so, uh, I think he'll probably adjust just fine. I'm not worried about it. Obviously, I'm wearing the shirt <laughs> based on the quote that she had said in the game. But I mean, uh, he's got to be used to it by now. I mean, he's got paparazzi phone. He's he's months into this thing. <laughs> the parents dating, I'll admit. We, do we all agree that that is a late stage relationship thing? Typically when two sets of parents meet each other, that, yes. that's normally like wedding engagement time. I don't feel like that's just normal, normal early relationship stuff. It's not real, Cody. It's not a real relationship. That's why. It's real, it's Cody. It's fake. It's, it's all fake. No, I don't. Come I'm on. Curi- fake at this point? That's a lot of work for a I'm, fake relationship. I'm no, just not talking. willing to. This is like the moon landing. I'm not going through this amount of work to fake something. It's not worth it to me. Curious how you see all this working out in terms of this matchup. You've got an offense that largely, other than Travis Kelsey, has been very up and down. Some weeks you get Isaiah Pacheco playing awesome. Some weeks you get a Rasheed Rice game. Are we going to find, and I think maybe I asked you this once before, like who is going to step up and be the go-to guy for Pat Mahomes down the stretch? Like, so Kelsey's the obvious, like he'll be there in his back pocket at all times, but it's just down to Rice. I, I'm done trying to like seek the third option. So... Andy's been very clear. Peter King came on our station earlier this week, and he said, you know, Andy is still very bullish on Sky Moore, and they're talking about that they've been holding Kadarius Tony back because of the knee surgery before this season. I think that's all just placating. It is Rasheed Rice, and it is Travis Kelsey, and there's not a lot of answers in between. They were hovering around 7th or 8th in points per game, and a lot better than that in efficiency. So I still think that they're more that than, like, the 12th highest scoring team versus it's drugged them down over the last couple of weeks. They're just going to have to do it with less people. I mean, you know, the yards are there. Uh, sometimes the touchdowns are there. For them, it's it's a little bit like the, the Bills. Like, turn it over a little bit less and you'll be okay. But there's no secret weapon for me. It's just Rice and Kelsey. Yeah, and I mean, the defense has been excellent. I think they've given up points on 24, 94 drives only this season, which is second in the league. How, how do you see this matchup playing out? Because you have A.J. Brown, who's playing on another level for Philadelphia, and then you have Legereus Sneed, 
Who hasn't given up a touchdown in over 300 snaps this season? So at this point, there is no reason, I'll try, just no reason to think that the Chiefs can't hold down a number one wide receiver. A.J. Brown has been as good as anyone in the league, but they have shut down every number one wide receiver they've gone against this year. That includes Tyreek. They held him to under 70 yards, yep. no touchdowns. That's at the top of their list. Nobody else, Devontae Adams, you can list as many top wide receivers as you want on their schedule. They have not gotten the better than the Chiefs so far. And I think it's because of its dual thing. One is, Legereus Sneed will just beat you up to the point that he doesn't care if the penalties happen. He'll just keep doing it. He's been called for seven of them in the last two games. So he'll do it. He'll just kind of beat on you a little bit. And Trent McDuffie's one of the best cover corners in the NFL. It's easy to see what Sneed did against Tyreek a couple of weeks ago. But there was a slot route where... I mean, Trent McDuffie step for step with Tyreek Hill and forces that big turnover. So it's just the secondary is so good. I don't think one wide receiver is going to beat him. Philly will probably have to beat him on the ground. They're a little more susceptible there. You know, we spend so much time, and rightfully so, even over the years with this team, talking about the offense and talking about Patrick Mahomes. But in the past, there's been worries about their defense. Not this season. I mean, they're third in points allowed this year. It's It's... When you watch what Kansas City is doing defensively, going back to before the season started, would you say that they're exceeding expectations, or did you expect this big jump from them? No, exceeding. Um, I, I Look, I'd love to just take credit, like, no, totally saw number one defense <laughs> in the NFL coming. I didn't. I, I just, I thought they'd be a very good defense. The conversation we had on our show before the year was, okay, can they be like a top 10 defense? Because then... We're talking, and they should be in that range. And based on sack numbers last year, they can do that. But what we ended up finding out is there is no area of weakness. I think that's the difference between this defense and a lot of others that have been in Kansas City or some of the other really good defense in the league. They are deep at defensive line. They've got three guys pacing for 10 sacks. They are deep at linebacker, especially when Bolton's healthy. But Drew Tranquil's fielding great. They're deep at the corners. We just talked about Sneed and McDuffie. Their safeties are good. Like, they don't have as many all-pro players as some elite defenses do, but they're not weak anywhere. That's really why they've been able to hold up, I think, against anybody. The simple secondary part helps their pass rush a ton, too. And that's that's partially why I think they've been so great. Yeah, completely agree. Who is the team that concerns you the most? Maybe not even in the AFC West, although, man, we were talking about this last night. The Broncos out of nowhere are getting hot. Raiders are playing better football. The Chargers have been a huge disappointment, especially for me because I bet them to win the West. Dumb bet. Uh, I know the Chiefs are 7-2, and two, but who's the team that concerns you the most in the AFC? Because coming into the year, people thought maybe the Bills were for real again, and that doesn't seem to be the case. Miami, anytime they step up in class, they usually get punked. So who does concern you the most? To me, it's just two teams. It is either Cincinnati, depending on if they can get to the postseason. Look, they could lose tonight, really hurt their odds of getting to the postseason. It's different. But if they get there... They're a terrifying seven seed. I'm not really particularly interested in having to run into them at the wrong time of a postseason run. And then the Ravens. It's the other team tonight. The Ravens, they score more points right now. I, I would I would invest anybody who just watches the league in general. The Chiefs and the Ravens are borderline carbon copy teams. They, they play the same style of football. They win in similar ways. Both the defenses are really good. They're limited at playmaker offensively, but they make it work depending on that. I guess maybe with Keaton Mitchell, maybe... Maybe there's one more dynamic guy we weren't counting on for the Ravens a couple weeks ago. But those are really similar teams. It feels like if they ended up playing each other in an AFC title game, it would just be like 17-14. And I'm not sure which team would come out ahead. But those two, just the ones tonight. Miami's a paper tiger. 
The Bills look like they've fallen on incredibly hard times, and no one else in the AFC, I take all that serious. Yeah, I agree with that. I'm curious, um, you look at some of the running quarterbacks against the Chiefs, you look at Trevor Lawrence, you look at Justin Fields, and, and even a little bit of Zach Wilson, all three of those were the only quarterbacks that really got busy on the ground. What do you expect with Jalen Hurts, who's kind of battling a knee injury? Do you think that taking his rushing yard props makes sense, or do you think the Chiefs are going to look to shut him down? No, I, I think they'll look to shut that down because they trust their corners. They don't tend to let the running quarterbacks get them the way that they used to. I mean, they'll still get it, right? I mean, those holes that open up. But between what Philly, I think, will try to do against Kansas City on Monday and that, I, I just don't like the props on that because I don't think that the Chiefs are going to give up that that number. And Drew Tranquil's been really, really, really good in that, and so is Willie Gay. Sideline to sideline, Willie Gay's about as good as anybody at keeping running you know, quarterbacks specifically from getting to the outside and getting big yardage. So those numbers don't make any sense to me just from a, where you're going for it. I think there's probably some value in secondary wide receivers for everyone, um, the Eagles and the Chiefs included. Like one of the lines I think I've already bet is a safe bet for any Chiefs prop in a game is choose one of the low yardage total wide receivers, pick your poison, which one you like the best, and start taking the overs. Because the, the the totals are so low. Like, Sky Moore's 15 and a half. Okay, that's not... He doesn't get way more than that under any given time. But he averaged about 10 more yards per that on a normal game. So, this time I'll take Sky Moore. A couple weeks in a row, it was Justin Watson. Take some low yardage guy and take that guy for the Chiefs. Is about as good as you can do. Cody, I'm actually glad you brought that up. Because the last time you were on, you suggested that. And I thought it was a brilliant idea... And I tailed you, and thank you, because it worked, and it came through. <laughs> it is absolutely the best thing you could possibly do with that offense, although sometimes you still get burned if somebody like Justin Watson decides he's just not going to get targeted at all. But I guess that's the risk that you have to take. Uh, I, right now I'm looking at the AFC standings, and I mean, I think no, we knew coming into this year it was just going to be as loaded as it could be. You knew it was going to be deep. A lot of teams vying for playoff spots in the back end of the AFC. We throw around the phrase must-win game a lot in sports. Sometimes it's real. Sometimes it's a little bit exaggerated. Tonight does feel like, to me, a must-win for the Bengals, just given the fact that you look at where Houston is playing right now and you know maybe the Bills turn things around with a new offensive coordinator. It just feels like their backs are against the wall. Does it feel like a must-win game to the, for the Bengals for you? Yeah, they, they hurt themselves early. The Bills are in a similar spot. Every single loss they take on now, water-wise, is a massive risk of this them missing the postseason. Pittsburgh will always find some way to get to 9 or 10 wins. So if you're not going to get there, and they've already lost to them, and the Bengals have a terrible AFC record, that's really where this comes into play. Not only do they need to do it just to stay where they are, they have a really bad record in the AFC. They're not beating anybody there. So they're going to not have a single tiebreaker against anybody. And I get it, you know, the Colts and the Vikings and some of these other teams on their schedule going forward, maybe that can get them. But seeing how they can lose to the rest of these teams in the AFC North, I don't care if Deshaun's there or not, they really can't afford it. But it still feels like they're in trouble tonight just because if you're going to be, like, what limitations are they going to have defensively, right? Um, with, you know, Hubbard out and an injury, Trey Hickinson's coming back in, like, four games. It just feels like a big risk for them. I, I just think Baltimore's a better team. I, I wish there wasn't the hook, and then maybe we'd be betting a little different. <laughs> Going back to the Chiefs, I, I really like, um, well, I like the Eagles at three, and I hate betting against Patrick Mahomes. In your opinion in that game, 
What's the best bet, whether it's the side, the total, or a player prop? What would be your, you know, your best look in that matchup, you think? Out of those, I, I kind of like the over. Um, I, I know that these two teams defensively have been very good generating their history, but Philadelphia is bottom five in passing touchdowns allowed, bottom five in passing yards allowed in the NFL. And as much as the Chiefs defense has only given up 24 or less in every game, someone's going to get them. Like, I, I don't think that any NFL team anymore can just expect to go through no question. So the total is something I've already bet. I like it because I think these two teams are score, and I think there's a little bit of that revenge factor. I think Philadelphia, their offensive linemen have already talked about it. They remember that game. Trent McDuffie has already said he feels like they've got something to prove defensively. I just think there'll be a lot on the line for that game. So the total has interested me from the beginning because I think finally a Chiefs total's gotten low enough that it's worth betting. For the longest time, the markets just didn't adjust. Now I think you can actually start taking the other side. Cody Tapp, 610 Sports in Kansas City. Great to talk to you again, man. Thanks, Cody. Appreciate it. Thanks, guys. Yeah, the Chiefs' defense, it's just it's a whole different ball game. If they could get just a little bit more offensively from, I don't know, some consistent wide receiver play, how, how do you beat a team like that? I have no idea. Yeah. Yeah. I can't wait for that game, though, man. I mean, we're, I we're getting some really good matchups, and... Uh, this is the best time of the year because now we start to figure out like what teams are good. And we knew coming into the season, obviously, though, Philadelphia and Kansas City Pretty were going to be real contenders. Unless there was maybe a Super Bowl hangover for Philadelphia, and that nope. doesn't seem to be the case. They're getting better, actually. And A.J. Brown is, I don't think he's human. I think like if you ripped off his skin, it would be like the Terminator. I agree. I mean, like you just people shouldn't be built like that, be able to run like that, and catch the football. Like and what's that. nuts is he played center field too. Right. Yeah. He, he could play multiple sports. Yeah. He could play. He could, he's like one of those guys that could do anything. Pure yeah. athlete. You know, like LeBron. Although I don't know that LeBron wants to cross the middle and take hits. In the no, NFL. definitely I, not. Yeah, probably, probably not. He'd he'd just be a really big wide receiver. They just keep him towards he the takes, sidelines. He, he and, takes contact pretty well in the NBA, though. Yeah, different in the NFL, though. Yeah, totally different. <laughs> different yeah, in yeah. the NFL. Yeah, he's the biggest dude in the NBA. Well, you know, weight-wise. Close muscle. to it. Well, he was. You know what? Probably not even anymore. Well, not with Zion in the NBA. Exactly. Is that a fat joke? Because Zion's, No, that's a fact joke, actually. He's trimmed up a little bit. No, he's still like 280. Stop it. You just, oh, you're man. I saw this to do... Kenny Lofton Jr. exists. Oh, yeah, that's true. He's like 300 Bowling pounds. Ball. Yeah, he is. Locking. He is a true bowling ball. I saw this on Twitter, and I th- it was before the Eagles played, so it would make him now thirty-three and eight since the Nick Sirianni flower watering press conference. Everybody made fun of him, yeah. myself included. You're like, what is this guy talking about? I kind of get it, but this is weird. I like him. Ever since then, it's good. He's got maybe he's got like a Zen master thing going on. He's, Has to be. He's got it, man. He's got whatever it is. He's got it, and he's. Uh, I like him because he's cocky. He's arrogant. But he's confident in himself. And he looks like he never sleeps, kind of like myself. He's probably <laughs> up all night watching pit film, even though they got two wins this season. I and hope he's not watching them. We took the over on the win total, even though their quarterback, Phil Dracovic, is now a tight end and doesn't get any run there. But you know what? We like him tonight, damn it. <laughs> God, three all. I just, I mean, I, I love the random, horrible football teams that you're betting on. It's one of my favorite things in college. All right, we look at where some of the money's going in Thursday Night Football next. Bet MG on the night. Uh, it didn't really count in London, but over here it did, you know, so it really don't matter. You know, I love the game. I'll play whenever. Let the conversation continue with Ryan, Trista, and Nick and BetMGM Tonight on the BetQL Network, presented by BetMGM. John Harbaugh, Lamar Jackson, 30 minutes to kick off. Thursday night football. Love Lamar Jackson. Just Me I'll too. play anywhere, man. He really just, that's a guy that just loves football. He really does. I love does. Lamar. He's the best. 
Yeah, that's my quarterback right there. I've told this story a million times, but one of the most impressive things was like right when that Bleacher Report article came out about him, where it was like other rival GMs or GMs around the league right before he got drafted. GMs around the league say when Lamar throws, he hopes. Yeah. And I I saw him like 45 seconds after that drop, and I was like, hey, I just, Lamar wanted to get your thoughts on uh, the quotes that came out just a second ago that when you throw, you hope. And he's like, how many after? 59 touchdowns. That's a lot of hoping. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's a good line, Bill I was Pauline. like, wow, you just thought of that? That's incredible. Yeah, I love Lamar. The man. best. Love the Ravens tonight. In fact, I bet I'm a little bit bigger during the break there, guys. A little bit more on Baltimore. I just took the three and a half, though, because uh, the money lines went up a little bit. I think Baltimore wins. I think they win by a touchdown tonight. Do you really? Famous last words. Don't like that. I don't like that result. No, I don't Need know. this to be within I mean, a field goal. These games are always close, these divisional matchups mm-hmm. in the North. But um, I just wanted to start already. I know I'm ready for it. Yeah, I, really I am really ready for it. Isn't it, it. Nice? Isn't it nice to finally just have some anticipation yeah, for man. a Thursday night game? Like, we got like a little appetizer right now. My Pitt Panthers That's just picked up a first down. Well, yours. we do want them to win. You ordered it for one the table, team, but you're dream. the only one eating right now. Every time they drop back to throw... Angel loses his wings, her wings. <laughs> but no, actually, every time they drop back to throw, I get like this, this like pit, this like this like little, a pit in your stomach because of pit. Like the pit, yeah. I was trying to do the pun thing here, but then I was just like, nah, never mind. I'm, I'm out of it. And then we got the Nets starting up too. I there bet we the, go. I bet the Nets plus three and a half. Love it against the uh, Heat. What it's props heat? am I cheering for? Uh, all steals. And, Jimmy Butler steals. Yes. Okay. Bam Adebayo steals. Mikael Bridges steals. And okay. Spencer Dinwiddie over 25 and a half PRA. Points, rebounds, and assists for Spence. All yep. right, I'm in. I'm in. Boom. One Boom. team, one dream around here. I there you it. go. All right, speaking of props, since we're going to have ourselves a guest in about uh, 15 minutes here, live from Baltimore, let's take a look at where the lines are, specifically some of the props and where the money's going in Thursday Night Football. What side to choose? Does the number make sense? What about the total? The crew is here to help with last-minute advice as we are Down to the Wire. I mean, we know at this point, obviously, the numbers get bet up. Uh, Joe Burrow's up to 260.5 for passing yards. Lamar Jackson just 227.5. Not a not a monster number there, but I think there's certainly a lot of people that are in on the uh, the rushing yards for Lamar Jackson. Yes, but, yeah, Jamar Chase skyrocketed. Uh, Mark Andrews is certainly a really popular one. Here's where the money's going right now, guys, in case there's any that want to jump in on last minute. Mark Andrews' first touchdown at 10-1, to 1, one of the most bet props tonight. Again, I told you, there's going to be a theme here you're going to notice in a minute. Mark Andrews, anytime touchdown, plus 125. That's one of the most bet. Mark Andrews over, four and a half receptions. 99% of the bets are on the over there. Don't worry. Yeah, I'll but break I feel it like up, they guys. always are, right? You know, and I, I'm okay with that. Again, Mark Andrews against this Bengals defense is a good matchup. You should be betting that. You should be taking the over yeah. because the matchup makes sense. Sometimes the public actually knows what they're doing. Yeah, I... um. I get that, but these primetime games are like 23 and 7 to the under, which means props sometimes correlate with that. Uh, so I'm a little, I'm not going to like lie. Well, do you I'm have touchdown scared. or do you have? I have all of it. Okay. I have touchdowns, yeah. I have yards, I have well, What if he receptions. hits the yards and, you know, receptions? It's a couple. I could yeah. use, I could use either Gus, Lamar, mm-hmm. Mark Andrews or Tyler Boyd to get a touchdown. Like one of those four, I, I think kind of need. I think there's a chance like two or three of those guys get in the <laughs> yeah. end zone tonight. I like the over a lot in this game, and I think there's a reason why even on a Thursday night, the total went from 44 to 46 and a half. Like Cincinnati's defense 
has really struggled. Um, you know, they're getting by because Lou Anarumo is a defensive genius. Yes. Um, and, you know, and they limit you when you do get into the red zone. They could hold you to field goals. They could take away the football. But, you know, Baltimore's defense, as good as they are, I don't know, man. Like, if they're not getting pressure on Joe Burrow, I could see him having success. And this is a big game for Cincinnati. I don't want to say must win right now. But, I mean, Baltimore has seven wins right now. Like, the Bengals kind of need this one, especially coming off a loss. Probably a game that they looked at a couple weeks ago as an easy win against the Houston Texans. Like, especially after the Texans lost to the Panthers. I kind of forgot about that a couple weeks ago. Like, how Houston goes from looking like the new up-and-coming team. And I was like, wait a minute. Because I'm betting against them this weekend with the Cardinals. (laughs) They did just lose two weeks ago to the Panthers. But I, uh, yeah, I like the over. Oh, you're on the Cardinals, too? Yeah, I'm on the Cardinals. too. Yeah. Yeah, I think yeah. Kyler's going to ball out the rest of the You know, interesting with the Texans, too. A uh, lot of conversation about, obviously, what C.J. Stroud is doing and what that offense has done and what they did to the Bengals last week. Not a lot of conversation about Bobby Slowick, the offensive coordinator. Yeah. I talked to somebody the other day. He's been... Don't be surprised if he's a candidate for the commander's job. Because it's coach? going to be a job, yes. So Bobby That'd be Slo- crazy for Biennemi. He finally, like... So Bobby Slowick was in the organization going back to 2012 when Mike Shanahan was the head coach. And everybody looks and it goes and it's become a thing that it's a national thing. It's not just a D.C. thing now. Where you look at that coaching staff on the offensive side of the football and who was there under Mike Shanahan, including Kyle Shanahan and and Sean McVay and uh, Kevin O'Connell was there. Bobby Slowick was also part of that organization. Mike McDaniel was also there at that time. All these head coaches, Matt LaFleur, another one, all of them were head coaches. When everybody talks about coaching trees, it was sort of the Mike Shanahan but turned into the Kyle Shanahan coaching tree. Everybody's getting head coaching jobs, so don't be surprised if you hear that name. But it's we're now starting to see what, like, what the what you what we're turning like what CJ Stroud can actually be where I I'm a little worried about that game too where if, if I was backing the Texans because it really scares me to back the Cardinals but they're different with Kyler Murray there and I think coming off of what they did against the Bengals yeah it does feel like a letdown game for me yeah. oh yeah no absolutely yeah for sure and that was a letdown game for the Bengals like they kind of needed that one and now this mm-hmm. like I said it's not a must win but they really want this one and I think it's pretty as close to a must must win as it could possibly be though and it well, sucks yeah. it sucks for T Higgins like especially it sucks for the Bengals not having T Higgins because they didn't move him they bring him back this year. And, okay, maybe they franchise tag him. I think they do franchise tag him, but he really wanted to ball out, you know, this year. And I and also, like, here's the other thing that nobody's talking about. Maybe they're like, hey, we want to franchise tag you. But you know what he could do? The same thing that Devontae Adams did and say, I'm not playing under the franchise tag. Right. The same thing that Le'Veon Bell did. You know what I mean? Like, T. Higgins wants to get paid, and I wouldn't blame him. Sure, it's, what, 13, 14 mil for the franchise tag. Yeah. But you go out there, you know, you blow out your knee. You're not getting that one big mm-hmm. contract that you're going to get, and that's this is going to be T's big one because he's not going to get one when he hits his 30 years old. Right. You know what I mean? Right. So right. it sucks for him um, not being out there right now, and that's a big loss for them. And so Jamar Chase is going to get extra attention. I still think we get a bunch of points, but I, I like Baltimore. Interesting, too. Uh, Joe Burrow under on his passing yards. Now it was at 256. Now it's gone up again to 260 and a half, but uh, that is one of the more popular bets tonight. Under on Joe Burrow's passing yards against the Ravens. Yeah, I, I like that a lot. Did you take it? No. Mm-mm. Okay, I yeah, I don't know that I do. I mean, I, I, I get the look, and I understand, especially if he's under pressure. I like the longest completion under more than I like the under on his passing yards. Yeah. You know, that would be the concern right there, especially if the Ravens get up two scores in this game because they have an electric – I mean, their offense is great too. If they go up like 14 nothing, and then the Bengals are playing from behind, they probably just eliminate Joe Mixon from the equation and drop back Burrow in this game, and then it's dink and dunk, and right. the Ravens might allow that. 
You know what I mean? Thousand percent. And then he drops. He's got fifty pass it's attempts and has three hundred passing yeah. yards. You know it's that's that's scary. that's the concern. I don't like fading. Uh, Joe Burrow. I I'm 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 not brave enough to fade stars. I'm just not brave <laughs> enough to take unders most of the time. But again, like we talked about this in the first segment, right? Joe Burrow, the last three games against the Ravens, 217 passing yards, 242 and 222. But on the other side, he's had at least 340 passing yards in two straight games, multiple touchdowns in five straight games. Yeah. He's healthy now, so it's kind of like which which do you trust more, Joe Burrow with his back against the wall or Mike McDonald? And the Ravens' defense and the way that they've schemed against him since Wink Mark- Martindale wasn't there night, anymore. Night game in Baltimore, man, it, it does kind of feel like they're going to try to contain Joe Burrow as much as they possibly mm-hmm. can. Ooh, sketch. I, uh, yeah, yeah. I The only prop I want to play is I want to go with the uh, Keaton Mitchell over on the rushing and receiving. S- yeah. And it's off the board at BetMGM. I probably should have played that one coming in. Yeah, you got you to play those earlier. People must be thinking that they're sharp, you know, just pushing things around and BetMGM taking things off the board. There was a few times that's happened. I had things in my bet slip, and then they were out of the bet slip oh, because the they came off the board. Yeah. wonder if it's anywhere else. No, it's not. No and Keaton Mitchell anywhere? I'm, I'm looking right now. I want... Okay, so I found carries over six and a half, and it's minus 150. I'm good on all that. I don't know that he gets seven rushing attempts. Um, I did find some rushing yards. Nope. Those. No, yeah, here they are. 38 and a half. What did you guys... What was the initial number? You said 34 and a half, correct? No, the initial number was 28 and a half, and it's Jeez. moved up. So 10 full yards? Yes. He'll end up with 37 if I do this. Uh, Wait, I'm gonna stay so away. So what's the rushing yard? What's the number you have there? Half. I'm I'm good on it now. It's, I, I do mean, have a, I found a 36. If you're willing to go to a 36 and a half, uh, I would. I, I wanted the 28. I don't want to play a bad number. Um, so I'm good. Also, though, really quick, uh, the Ravens went back to four, which I know it's a half of a point, but that's a pretty big deal. So mm-hmm. maybe some some late money coming in on uh, Baltimore here. That number didn't move very much, which was kind of surprising to me. Right. It just kind of stayed at three and a half for. Majority of the week. Yeah, and you see all the reports from our guys like uh, Patrick Everson, you know, um, sharp play early in the week on over 43.5, over 44, which is good to see, Mm -hmm. especially on a Thursday night matchup because we want points. I want the over. I'll take them. And then I guess a sharp play on Baltimore. But the Sharps, here's the thing, like, you know, I mean, it's not like they're right 100% of the time, and they've been all over Baltimore all season long, like the last couple weeks. Everybody likes Baltimore right now. Sharp, public, but it looks like the public bet would be Joe Burrow and the Bengals, which makes sense. He's 9-1 against the spread as a dog in his last 10 of, of a dog over three, jeez, uh, over a field goal, over three and a half points. So, makes sense. I like Baltimore. Though. It also shows you with more people on Baltimore. But you take the three and a half. You're dis- no, I did. You did? I did at minus 110. Oh, yeah, because the money line went to minus 200. Now it's back to minus 190. I took the three and a half. Show bet. You said you weren't going to. I know. It happened. I know. (laughs) But it's funny to see a lot of people. Like, so both teams coming off of a loss. Both teams coming off of a loss last week. And people back in the Ravens feel like, all right, it's not as bad of a loss to the Browns as it is maybe to the Texans. So some of it has to just do with that, too. I could totally see myself losing this one. I mean, this is going to be a great game. The Deshaun Watson coin loss. Former Deshaun Watson Mm -hmm. team, current Deshaun Watson team. A final look at the Ravens with Tim Barbalace from Baltimore next.